Here's the reason 99.9% get hacked. And more coming up on today's episode of The Lays in Tech News. Hey Gadget here, you're just in time for the latest episode of the world's only 3-in-1 show on tech, gadgets, and gaming news. That's right, this is Lays in Tech News. My name is Taylor American. If you're new here, want to remind you to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on the latest. We, uh... Do this show on a daily around here, and um, it's better if you are interested that you subscribe so that you can be informed when new episodes hit. I'd hate for you to miss out. We uh, cover a wide variety of topics, and I, as a matter of fact, as of this recording right now, if everything was done correctly, this show should be going out live on Instagram. Yes, we are on Instagram. We've been there for quite a while. If you want to learn more, head on over to, well, latest in tech news on Instagram. Yeah, I know a little bit different, but um, that's where you'll be able to get the show directly as well as any news that we might have for you. So today will be a little bit shorter of an episode. Um, it's kind of been a crazy long, busy day, and it's Monday of all days, so um. We do got a lineup for you guys that I think you'll find quite interesting, leading with our feature story of 99.9% of people get hacked for one ridiculous reason. We'll also be taking a look at Optima launching a 240Hz 4K home theater projector. So for those of you interested in that, we do have some details on that. And finally, we'll be taking a look at Call of Duty Warzone, a free battle royale game launching very, very soon. But before we can get to any of that, let's take a look back on today in tech history. All right, today is March 9th, 2020. On this day in 1999, this day will go forever, go down in infamy, United States Vice President Al Gore gives an interview on CNN's late edition in which he states, During my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative in creating the Internet. I took the initiative in moving forward a whole range of initiatives that have proven to be important to our country's economic growth and environmental protection, improvements in our educational system, and more. This is the uh, infamous statement, which uh, will be widely misquoted as, I invented the Internet. Um... And I don't think he ever lived that joke down. Um, and it's just going to be that case at the end of time. So thank you, Al Gore, for uh, inventing the internet. Also, what happened today in, in tech history? Oh, I'm not quite sure, but I do remember I saw this brief image, black and white. It had a it was this big, huge, it looked like this big, heavy freight delivery. And it was covered with a sheet, and the sheet had stamped on it, IBM. Um, the date was from 1956, and apparently there were two people pushing what looked like a big pallet um, of hard drive storage, and that's what it was at the time in 1956, five megabytes of hard drive storage. Um, They're transporting it around. Surprising, seeing as how we can carry gigabytes and terabytes of data in our hand. Incredible, is it not? So, <laughs> with that out of the way, let's head on over to today's feature story. Okay, so, for those of you wondering, how is it that uh, we uh, get hacked? Well, Microsoft has an answer for that. They said uh, in this uh, latest article, 
99.9% of people get hacked for one ridiculous reason. Um, now, they have a little bit of statistics to go over before they jump into the actual article itself. Around 1.2 million Microsoft accounts were compromised in just January 2020, and almost all of them could have been secured by enabling a single setting. We're just going to keep you guessing a little bit longer here. If you have any guesses, let us know. Uh, either leave a comment, post a comment on the video down below if you're watching via YouTube or uh, at Tech News Gadget on Twitter. Um, according to Microsoft engineers, 99.9% of the compromised accounts they track do not use multi-factor authentication. Microsoft discussed account security and risk of not using multi-factor authentication at the RSA security conference last week. Now, at the conference last week, Microsoft pointed out that it tracks more than 30 billion login events every day. On average, 0.5% of accounts get hacked, but with over 1 billion active users, that means that around 1.2 million accounts were compromised in January alone. Now, Microsoft emphasized the enterprise risk of not having multi-factor authentication enabled. Enterprise users often have sensitive data on their systems, despite holding... Uh, sensitive data, only 11% of enterprise users have multi-factor authentication enabled in January 2020, according to Microsoft. Now, the most common form of attack, for those of you wondering, in order to try and hack a Microsoft account is password spraying. This technique takes easy-to-guess passwords and goes through a list of usernames until an attacker can get into the account. The second most common method of attack is password replay. With this technique, an attacker takes leaked credentials from another company and then tries them with a Microsoft account. It relies on people using the same password across multiple accounts, um, of which they did polls, and about 60% of users reuse passwords. Uh, he also adds, don't be confused. People reuse their enterprise accounts in non-enterprise environments. Um, according to Walker, the vast majority of attacks utilizing password spraying and password replay attack older legacy authentication protocols. Specifically, 99% of all password spray attacks and 97% of password replay attacks go through legacy, legacy authentication protocols. That's because these legacy protocols don't support multi-factor authentication, according to Microsoft. Um, the easiest solution to reduce security risks, according to Microsoft, is to enable multi-factor authentication. Um, and really, with it being 2020, there's really not an excuse not to use multi-factor authentication at this point. I mean, I have talked about it not that often, but briefly enough to at least be aware of it. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many articles I run across on maybe a monthly basis of people saying, we have to do away with passwords. Usernames are bad. Um, you just go to like fingerprints or stuff. And um, while I understand the, un the, the reasoning for that, there are some implications in terms of uh, that technology not being there quite yet in some instances. And the other part is, um, people are just used to username and passwords. I mean, I get it. Uh, I have multi-factor authentication enabled on, on, on some of my accounts, uh, that I use. I'm not telling you which ones, um, it's up to you to find out, but others, maybe some of them I don't because they don't support multi-factor authentication or, or like two-step or 2FA, whatever you want to call it. But it helps to have like a, a separate place to log in and, and be able to validate that, yes, it's me. I'm logging in. There's only, <laughs> I 
really wish I could say their name, but there's one company that just annoys the heck out of me. It's like every single time I have to log into their system, they always have to, you know, are you sure this is you? Yes, this is me. Like, do I really need to authenticate myself again? I'm standing right outside your door with my driver's license. I'm, I'm giving an example. I'm standing right outside your door holding my driver's license, the key to getting in, and you go, are you sure that's you? Can you send us a photocopy of it? What? Yeah, just fax it over to us. No, you have what you, you should know. It's me. Oh, crying out loud. Forget it. You know what? <laughs> There's my mini rant of the day, but if you haven't already, do start looking into that. I know it's a big learning curve when it comes to going... Oh, I have to log in and then do the multi-factor authentication using some authenticator app or, or, or phone or something else. But uh, after a while, it'll become commonplace. It's not really that bad of a, of a learning curve. Matter of fact, you'll kind of feel a little bit more secure and it actually helps out a lot more. So um, if you haven't already, start looking into that. But yeah, it's <laughs> kind of quite funny. Microsoft just proved it right here, um, mainly for enterprise systems, but um, the same goes for personal accounts as well. If you see an option to have multi-factor authentication or two-step or 2FA, make use of it, uh, and then uh, you'll be better protected against attacks because they won't be able to get in as easy. Moving on. All right, we got some gadget news lined up for you guys in case you're wondering. Hey, Taylor, uh, I'm on the go. Um, is there a way I can tune into the show? Well, look no further. We do have this available as a podcast. You can head on over to any podcast app that you listen in. Actually, head on over. Open up any podcast app you listen to it in and uh, just search for Latest in Tech News. Or you can head on over to latestintechnews.com. We'll give you a list of options right there that you can choose to subscribe in. That way um, you are subscribed, you're informed, even if you are on the go. Now, the Optoma is launching a 240 hertz 4K home theater projector. And uh, yes, we have more juicy details, including links to this article over at technewsgadget.net. Now, the uh, Optoma UHD50X is a new projector rated for images of a 4K UHD resolution and a refresh rate of up to 240 hertz. It also has a brightness of 3400 NSI lumens and is HDR10 and HLG compatible, if that means something to you. Great. It also has a gaming mode, and uh, I can see on the small screen here, it looks, I swear they have like God of War open or something. Um, they have gaming mode with an input lag of as little as 16 milliseconds. Now, it's capable of throwing content at a resolution of 3840 by 2160. Its images can go up to 302 inches and have a contrast ratio of 500,000 to 1. The OEM also claims it is capable of a 240 hertz refresh rate. However, it only applies while the device is in FHD mode. Otherwise, its rate goes down to more standard 60 hertz. The projector's input lay can also go as low as 16 milliseconds while working in 1080p. However, this increases to 25 milliseconds at 4K UHD. Now, these specs are part of their enhanced gaming mode, which applies when the projector is connected to a PC. The new projector also supports HDMI 2 as well as HDCP 
2.2. It has also been designed for high brightness with a lamp rated for up to 15,000 hours of usable life. Well, I remember when 5,000 hours was like the biggest thing ever. Um, the Optoma UHD50X case you're interested in wondering is priced at approximately $1,600 US and is available from certain dealers. You can most likely get this if you head on over to their website, although that links to a, um, I'll have a link to this in the show notes in case you are interested. I wish we had a bigger image. Can I get a bigger image? There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That is nice. Obviously, I don't, they don't have a video that goes along with it. Hopefully they do. It's just one image right now show off more guys show off more if i'm interested in this stuff show off more so what do you guys think let me know down in the comments or uh, on twitter we are at tech news gadget and finally i got some gaming news for you guys and if you're watching via youtube you might want to strap in because there's a video that goes along with it now i'm not sure exactly how much of the video that i can play um, but i might just let it play a little bit in the background if you're interested YouTube.com forward slash tech news gadget is where you can head on over to to watch this entire show as well as our entire category archive of shows um, for latest in tech news or really anything else you want to tune in to. But uh, following Black Ops 4 Battle Royale mode, Blackout Activision is going much bigger into the Battle Royale space with a standalone free to play game called Call of Duty Warzone that supports 150 players and doesn't require you to buy anything to play it the game will be available on ps4 xbox one and pc beginning <gasps> tuesday march 10th um as of the recording coming out which is usually like around the midnight hours of well the 9th and the 10th by the time this podcast episode gets out um it should be available to everybody activision is surprised releasing it much like ea did with apex legends last year not a complete surprise, however, as the opening cinematic for Modern Warfare Season 2 strongly hinted at a new Battle Royale mode, and numerous leaks have emerged in recent weeks. Hopefully you've been staying tuned to that. The latest was an actual gameplay video, which was soon after followed by the addition of an in-game countdown clock that pointed to a March 10 release. And now there's a video that goes along with it. I don't think I can put the audio. Hmm... Interesting. Interesting. We're just looking at helicopters and things blowing up in case you're listening to the podcast and you're like, what exactly is going on? We're watching a little bit of a video. But this is more than a mode for modern warfare. It's a free-to-play game that everyone can download. You don't even need to have a copy of Modern Warfare to play it, but Modern Warfare owners will be able to jump into it earlier than other players. Warzone will be available to download uh, for Modern Warfare owners at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, while everyone else will be able to start grabbing it at 12 p.m. Pacific. Warzone features two modes, Battle Royale and Plunder. The former plays out similarly to other Battle Royale games. Players drop into a map in squads of three and compete to be the last team remaining. During the course of the match, a circle of deadly gas will close in, shrinking the battlefield. Plunder, meanwhile, is a race to collect the most cash. You can earn money by looting, 
stealing it from other players, and completing contracts or objectives you can find and take on in the midst of a match. Activision says there are several different types of contracts. Scavenger contracts, for instance, task you to find and open a series of supply boxes, while recon contracts task you with securing a location, much like Call of Duty's domination mode. Both of Warzone's modes take take place on the same map, Verdansk, which Activision describes as an expansive city with multiple named zones and well over 300 points of interest. In case you're wondering, you'll be able to find five different vehicle types across the map, including ATVs, cargo trucks, and helicopters. They do have more details on their Call of Duty website. Um, Now, if you already own Modern Warfare, Warzone will replace the classified panel in the game's main menu. The download will be around 18 to 22 gigs if you've installed Modern Warfare's most recent update. And if you're new, Warzone can be downloaded directly from your console's digital store. and It'll be much larger, around 83 to 101, obviously, because they're like having to use uh, well the images and content from Modern Warfare. But if you already have it, it just makes it a little bit easier because they're just copying some models and, and uh, maps and stuff over. Really nothing different there, but if you are interested, more details, more details, and the release date, it's coming PS4, Xbox One, and PC on Tuesday. You guys excited? You're watching via YouTube video. You better darn well be excited. Give me a like, thumbs up, and uh, leave a comment down below on which map, well, you'd like to see next. And which game mode you're most excited to start playing? And uh, I think that uh, I think that wraps it up. Indeed, it does. That wraps up this episode of the Lace and Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. New episodes every weekday. Lace and Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Now, if you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to let us know by clicking that like button and by leaving a comment. If you're watching via YouTube, if you're listening via podcast, be sure to share this episode with a friend. Also, double check that you are subscribed so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor Merrick. And remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much keep being awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.